Hello and welcome to the Nutrition with Rebecca podcast. This podcast is designed to empower you with the knowledge to live a healthy and happy life. My ethos is sustainability and my aim is to leave you better than I found you. I am a complete foodie, lover of all animals, recovering perfectionist, with a passion to help many achieve a life of health and well-being. I hope you take a lot from this podcast and thank you so much for tuning in. Welcome to another episode of the Nutrition with Rebecca podcast. You're joined by me, your host, Rebecca, and of course, my wonderful sidekick, Edith. Now, today is a really, really exciting episode. I'm joined by Scarlett, who is an online yoga and mobility coach and also one of my incredible clients. I really wanted to get Scarlett on the podcast to talk about her past experience growing up having come through the self-objectification and body image world, how she felt a lot of resentment towards her training and towards her body image and how she has come through her healing journey and how she has also found passion and love for yoga. I hope you take a lot from this episode and the details of Scott's coaching are within the show notes. Hi Scarlett, how are you? Hello. Yes, I'm good. I'm really good. Thank you. How are you? Very well, thank you. So I have a treat for you all today. I am joined by Scarlett, who is an online mobility coach specializing in limitless movement with um, clients, practicing body functionality, body appreciation. But the reason Scarlett is here mainly is because of her um, her journey through her health and well-being. Many years ago, Scarlett suffered with glandular fever and was anorexic as a consequence of that. But previous to that, there was bulimic 14 to 18 years old. And Scarlett has grown up in a society, as we all have, of self-objectification and body image. And now has a lot of comments around her body image and assumptions of her health. And actually, this can be quite damaging to many people. So the reason I've got Scarlett on is to firstly speak about how incredible movement is for the mind, body, and soul. But secondly, to help people realize how damaging comments can be and how health is so multifaceted that if we're just basically solely assuming someone's health based on their physical appearance, we can actually be causing more harm than good. So do you want to start by telling us a little bit about yourself, Scarlett, and your previous journey yeah for sure um (laughs) that almost like doesn't sound like me when you introduce me like that now (laughs) like I so that's a good thing though right (laughs) I'm so far from then but yeah um yeah so I think when I when I got ill that was like probably my turning point I'd say in life because I lost my health like that was the first time I'd been feeling like I was I always refer to it as like being a prisoner in my own body. Like I couldn't, I was like chronically fatigued and like, yeah, super, super underweight, like anorexic. And I couldn't even walk up the stairs without getting out of breath or getting a migraine. And I just remember saying to myself, like if I ever recover, because at the time, at the time I didn't feel like I would ever feel better again. Um, If I ever recover, like I will not take my health for granted. And I think like I've pretty much lived true to that. Um, But 
in hindsight, like I'm super grateful that I did get ill because that's how I found my yoga practice, how I learned to value my health and invest in my health and like kind of learn like that health is the first wealth because like no amount of money or like love or anything else can help you if you don't have your health, like it literally has to come first. So I'm quite grateful that I learned that lesson at quite a young age, like I was 19 when I had glandular fever. So um, yeah, from there I got into yoga as like a form of rehabilitation for me um which took quite a long time like it did take me a year to fully recover and that's actually then I started doing yoga because I just needed to rest um then I went on to like become a yoga teacher and have more recently gone more down like the mobility route um yeah and it's just the whole experience in (laughs) I think coming from like being a prisoner in my own body and feeling stuck to where I am now it was just so empowering like I really 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 believe that there's nothing I couldn't achieve with my body regarding like movement or even like mindset as well like yeah like I came so far and it was so empowering um and I it was just me creating evidence for myself that that my body is amazing and it can do anything I want it to do if I look after my health <laughs> absolutely um, and it's that isn't it like you've said quite a few times there how grateful you are for your health and how perhaps it was taken for granted um for many many years and we see this with a lot of people don't we and when you like previously how like what did health mean to you before obviously getting poorly I think like I didn't really think about my health like because I was skinny or at least I wasn't overweight like I didn't and I ate I just didn't consider it I didn't even think about it so I wasn't grateful for it but in hindsight like I always thought I was quite healthy but I wasn't really like I wasn't healthy else I wouldn't have even got ill like that like yeah I was because I was like not particularly overweight or particularly underweight when I was younger I just thought I was fine so I didn't even think about my nutrition or exercise really which is like the biggest rubbish of my life (laughs) in hindsight. And what does health look like now to Scarlett? Coming Um, through bulimic um, and then being anorexic, what would um, you classify as being health now and like the most important elements of that multidimensional puzzle? So for me, I think now definitely living in alignment with my values, knowing my values and living in alignment with them um, because that, that is the first thing for me because then that allows me to focus on everything that I value like movement nutrition um traveling like everything else I love doing comes from living in alignment with my values um health to me yeah just making sure like for me movement is everything like I love I don't even really refer to it as exercise like obviously I do my resistance training that you sent me but I love it like I don't see it as like a chore like it's a celebration I'm just so proud of my body every time I can try something new I love trying new things with movement like even being bad at them like I went to um (laughs) I tried ice I don't ice skate but like a year ago I went to an ice skating like lessons and I was with like five-year-old kids and obviously I was like (laughs) amazing and I mean before we started working together there was a lot of I should be doing this. I should be doing that. And again, the self-objectification and body image world that we're living that is 
unfortunately leads many women to see themselves through this tinted lens in what we feel we should be doing and it can disengage us from the things that we enjoy and we know when we first started working together because I must say here as well Scarlett is also one of my clients (laughs) um that we weren't quite enjoying resistance training anymore because we perhaps were led to believe through this perception of society societal norms and pressures that you need to go and do five gym sessions to be successful and we had to really take a step back didn't we and that health was perhaps tinted for you to an extent in that you thought that you should go and do all of these sessions to work on your body image but actually you start then to not enjoy doing it. So we took it all back. Uh, We looked at your values and we looked at what was most important to you. And now this week, especially, you're absolutely loving training again and you've reconnected back back with that. Of course, there's always been the connection to your mobility and your yoga. You've always absolutely loved that. But too often we do see this pressure put on, especially females. And I think that comes from self-objectification world that we feel we should be doing something, but it drives us so far away from what we actually do enjoy doing. And then we're not solely like engaging in these activities for fun and for enjoyment, but you've refound that fun and enjoyment through reframing what is most important to you. Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, before, when I recovered from glandular fever, I was kind of feeling like so empowered by my body and so grateful just to get back to like a good level of health. And then like a couple of years later, after I plat- sort of plateaued, I suppose, like I was healthy, like everything was going well. And then I got into training more and it, it became quite toxic. Like you said, like before, just before we started working together, I think, I don't even know why, like, I think it's just, like you said, like societal, societal pressure, especially with resistance training like it became very much like I'm doing this to look a certain way or even just to look like someone who does resistance training and I didn't I got so sucked into it I didn't even see it as being toxic until you kindly pointed it out to me (laughs) (laughs) yeah like just taking a step back and again for me it always comes back to like celebrating what your body can do like and looking at it with that mindset rather than I'm doing this to look a certain way because just taking that that view off like I don't ever want to be doing be making my body do something to look a certain way and I think really hard being especially being like a young woman or any woman I suppose but it's it's everywhere like it's in the media even like my closest friends and family like it's always there's always something to do with how you're looking when you're like going catching up with friends or whatever it's the Uh, very first thing we say isn't it like we talk we see people and and we'll go into your your um history with this as well but oh you're looking good today or have you put on weight oh you're looking skinny it is these comments that are thrown around so much and we do judge people we were having this conversation before we jumped on the the podcast we do judge people it's something we all do in society but too often we react with comments and it was very interesting I just want to pull up the point that you said around your training and it was not celebrating movement and the pattern that many people can fall into is this progression like we need to progress all the time in terms of resistance training because then you see someone on social media growing their glutes in 12 weeks why am I not doing that and then then you become highly self-critical and that can play into your actual performance and you go from going to the gym for enjoyment to celebrate your movement and knowing that 
there's not always going to be weeks that you progress, knowing that there's going to be weeks where you do plateau a little bit, maybe around your cycle, maybe you're going on holiday, but then you're hyper-focused on your body image. So you're not able to practice and recognize body image flexibility, body image functionality, uh, body appreciation. Instead, we're looking for then external validation based on how we look, but then that external validation because of perhaps your previous history with um, your anorexia and your bulimia has not always been met with positivity in the Scarlet, you're looking skinny, Scarlet, you're looking like this. So then you fall into this rabbit hole, uh, don't we, of like, oh my God, well, what should I be doing? And then it becomes very noisy psychologically. So you talk to us about the comments you've had. Yeah, so I think like, I always felt like in the minority being um, underweight, trying to like gain weight to get to a good health. Because I I think, I feel like it's not acceptable to say to someone you're fat, but it's seen as acceptable to say you're skinny. Like, but to me, that is just like, just as insulting and rude. And I can't like, it tries to And damaging, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah, so like comments I've had, it's just like almost day-to-day things like from people just saying oh you look like you've lost weight or are you make like make sure you're eating enough or you know just like little things like that and it's usually from people closest to me because they know what I've struggled with in the past but actually saying something like oh you look like you've lost a bit of weight they might not even mean it like it might just be they're just saying it because they think they should that to me is like the biggest insult and so hurtful and will make me worry for like weeks which will then actually affect my nutrition probably <laughs> and like yeah. it's I just don't think it's ever acceptable to comment on someone's weight um and for like my experience of it has always been like oh you look a bit too skinny or um yeah things like that like you look like you've lost weight and for someone who like it took me a long time to recover from being anorexic there's a lot of trauma around that isn't there for you <laughs> like I'm not underweight like you don't even know my weight they're not commenting your weight they're commenting on how you look by saying you look underweight because they don't actually know the number um and that again when you're trying to not focus on body image and just celebrate what your body does and you know all these things that I'm a lot more in tune with now but being younger like I remember that being really quite hard And then that's met, we we chatted about this at Great Land, didn't we? It was always met with extremism, like you felt like you needed to go and overeat because there was a lot of this um, ingrained trauma around fear of becoming too skinny because when you were skinny before, you were obviously very, very poorly. So then if somebody made these comments, like you said, it would actually disengage you from taking action towards your health in that that health element could well be setting a boundary in that I don't accept that comment. I don't want to engage in that conversation with you. I appreciate that you care, but actually it was met with a lot of self-criticism like, oh my God, am I losing weight? Oh my God, I need to just go and eat loads because if I'm losing weight, then I might be poorly again. And there's that cross correlation, isn't there? Back to your um, previous experience. And actually, whilst these people probably do mean it from a place of love, it's not acceptable. And you're dead right. It's like we can't say to somebody you're you're fat, but it's okay to say to somebody you're skinny. And it's this external validation that many people have and many people seek in society in that fat loss seems to be something that many people like to talk about. Many people like to talk about being slim and that that's normal and that's acceptable. But actually, like you've just said, you could be equally unhealthy in a smaller body but we don't judge 
Instead, we comment, like you you mentioned before we started the podcast, that a lady um, recently said to you, oh, it's all right for you to have to worry about your weight. But actually, we don't know what people are worrying about. We don't know people's past. And it can really drive a lot of psychological battles with ourselves and disengage us from actually that health puzzle of psychological flexibility, adaption, social well-being, emotional well-being, and looking after ourselves in a way that benefits us. Instead, we follow these paths that are cultivated through um, societal pressures that then lead us to spiraling. Mm, Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, people, like, yeah, generally people don't see being underweight or skinny as unhealthy, or at least they definitely didn't used to. I feel like there's maybe a bit more awareness about it, like, in recent years but yeah like when I was at my smallest I was also at my unhealthiest and it was a really like horrible time of my life (laughs) um so yeah when people like make comments like oh you've just lost a bit of weight or something like that like it's not just me worrying about looking skinny I'm like oh my god I'm gonna get ill again like I'm getting sick and I'm gonna have to go to hospital and like it's a lot that comes into my head um but yeah it's hard it's hard to set boundaries especially with people who maybe don't value their health and aren't that educated on health, which I hope none of my family listen to this, but like my, my family, a lot of members in my family, like I wouldn't say they were educated, well educated on their health, you know, like aside from like general knowledge, like it's, yeah, I find it hard to set boundaries with people about making comments on the way I look, but also like you pointed out to me, like up until I met you and had started having coaching like it is just what you say to someone it's like oh you look nice today like even if it's a positive thing it's still like hyper focusing on what someone looks like and it's just not relevant like it doesn't need to be said it's not and and then we try and fit a mold and we like I I'm not going to sit here and say I don't do it I do still do it now but I have to catch myself and it's practicing and celebrating how unique and special we all are outside of our body image actually asking somebody how they're feeling but asking them three times because you never get the first answer like somebody will always say I'm fine and for me if I if I hear somebody say I'm fine that's a trigger and I'm like are you though how's your day been how's work been how's your stress levels but again people don't like to engage in conversations like that because they'd rather just talk about our body weight and our, our body image and assume our mental and physical health based on that and many years people assumed your mental and physical health and still do now and yeah boundaries are the most difficult thing to set in place because the ones we need the most are usually with those the closest to us and respectfully to your parents many people haven't been taught the importance of health and how it's not just about how we look unfortunately the diet culture have portrayed this um messaging around our body image being like pinnacle of success and that if you're carrying a heavier body weight you need to just lose weight and it's as simple as that and of course if you're underweight it's as simple as just gaining weight it's absolutely Mm -hmm. not human behavior plays so largely into these elements and mental health as well luckily mental health is on the rise and we're talking about that more more frequently now but having these comments and these conversations thrown at us and they're compounding as we said before we start the podcast you can start to joke about them because you start to think it's funny but actually the the child within you who's absolutely screaming for just a little bit of um, comfort to just soothe to have some connection 
then mm. starts to come to the forefront of your mind and then it's like what can I do to help myself actually I'm just gonna overeat right now because actually deep within me this is causing me more harm than good and I'm laughing about this to sort of push over it yeah and bound yeah like I said boundaries are challenging for many people but it was it's just really interesting to hear your side of the story now holding a smaller physique but also battling through the same thing because people don't assume that they would look at you and be like oh yoga teacher yeah she's great like but actually past trauma has led you now to having to work on your nutrition and work on building compassion and building empathy and self-acceptance for who you are and and knowing that we're all enough outside of maybe the scale's changing a little bit maybe skipping a meal but knowing that that's okay sometimes yeah and I think also like just taking the pressure off body taking the focus off body image as well because there's I think there's also a misconception that if you're not fat then you're more than happy with your body image and I don't think that's the case like for many people um like that's what that's what made training going back to training that's what made training quite toxic for me like in like before working with you I was just training for like aesthetic goals and I hated it and it was a slog and I was giving up things like my mobility and my yoga and my handstanding that I love doing in order to do resistance training in the gym because I thought that's what you had to do to be like a healthy person um, and look a certain way and I'm like I didn't even (laughs) want to be doing it I hated everything about my body but now like since looking at my values and reincorporating my own like things that I'm passionate about it's kind of funny how it goes full circle because now I love my resistance training and also if I don't (laughs) and also I feel great about my body do you know what I mean like or at least I'm not even I'm not worrying about it that's kind of the the nice part of like your work and and you have yeah yeah but you have to be open and honest with yourself don't you because if not you stay in that situation and I think there is a mixed messaging around body image and it's like extremisms it's either love yourself any size or you've got to change yourself and it's solely fixed on your aesthetics and it's like love your body and it's completely unrealistic to say love your body and part of body image positivity isn't loving everything about your body mm. but it's appreciating your body yeah. recognizing how privileged we are that our bodies can move in such an incredible way like people aren't haven't got that ability yet we brush over that massively understanding that your body image is going to change but that that's not to disengage you with doing things like yoga and when you are suffering with a bad body image day because we know that it's largely dictated by your emotions in your environment it's not solely because of course if you are an uncomfortable body then there will be some amount of body image but again you were the same when you were at your smallest one of the biggest elements that we can work on is somatic movements yoga it's stress releasing it's a way of re-educating your brain it's a way of balancing your cortisol it's a way of engaging your hunger it's a way of co-regulating your nervous system which is why you went to that massively but then because of this world that we live in 
the self-objectification mm-hmm. world we started to come away from that because we were hyper-focused on our body image so we had to sort of take a step back and understand <clears throat> excuse me how we were perhaps chasing goals that society were pressuring pressuring us on putting pressure on us for as a young <laughs> female as any female like you said and actually taking a step back and being like what does Scarlett want for Scarlett? Scarlett loves her yoga, loves her somatic movement, loves her mobility movement, loves reconnecting with her body, loves celebrating her body. Okay, so why are we chasing pressures? And then we took it all back and actually you found love again for your mobility, your handstands, your yoga. And it's like, actually, yeah, I quite like resistance training, but I want to resistance train for me. Like, doesn't matter yeah. if I don't build muscle mass. It doesn't matter if I've got the biggest glutes in the gym. But actually, I can still celebrate body movement by doing resistance training, by following movement patterns that actually make me feel good. Yeah. And the beauty of doing that as well, like I find, I like you said, I just needed to tap back into that feeling of when I wasn't able to like move or do anything that made me feel good. And then I remember like when I first could start actually like doing some yoga and doing movement, like I would literally cry with like gratitude, like, and be so happy that my body was just able to do something. So like when you start approaching movement or exercise or nutrition, like whatever, with the mindset of I'm able to do this, it kind of all just comes full circle. Like you'll become happy with your body image because you'll be feeling more positive about your training. You'll do it more. And then that will have the effect of whatever you're trying to achieve, whether that's like fat loss or gaining weight, like it will all happen. I think as a byproduct of having like gratitude for your body and not just chasing like body image goals. Cause that, I, I mean, in my experience, that's never ever worked. Like the body image kind of comes second to like enjoying your movement, your exercise um, and investing in your health. I've found like that's been my experience of it anyway. Absolutely, a hundred percent. And when you find a movement that you, that just reconnects you back to your body, like you have your yoga, and you come full circle back to that body, back to that body appreciation and that reconnection back to yourself. You've got so much more value in what your body can do for you, irrespective of obviously comments from other people, but then it helps you perhaps push and set boundaries because you're like, you've got that reconnection back and you've cultivated this approach that works for you. You've got, um, you, you know, your why, and your mm. why is true to you instead of why through goals or something that we've seen on the media. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that was a really interesting part of the business training I'm doing at the minute as well, actually, is like finding your why. And I think it always comes to like your experiences, like what what did you have to struggle with to like get to like um, a healthy relationship with your body or your nutrition or exercise or whatever. And it fun, it's funny how it like always comes from your lowest point, like having glandular fever and being anorexic, even being was like, I guess some of my lowest points. And, but I'm so grateful for them because they've taught me quite quickly in life, like how to just be grateful for the simple things. Yep. Something I love about your coaching as well is like the the daily gratitude of just like, celebrating the little kind of little wins in your day I think is so important for mindset 
It is so, it's so, so important. And again, it's massively overlooked by so many in society when we're considering elements of health in that it's been portrayed as just being nutrition and exercise as the pinnacle, but it's a very narrow minded approach. And that's again, why I wanted to get you on here because of the other elements that we can consider like stress management mm-hmm. and stress management is hugely overlooked for many people. And I know throughout my journey as well, I, I didn't look at stress management and we know actually now a lot from the research that um, high levels of stress um, and high levels of cortisol actually dysregulate your central nervous system and they are directly linked to chronic illness. Now, bringing in some of your work, I have recently um, just been practicing some daily yoga myself. I've probably been doing it now since pre-COVID. I mean, not only has it helped with mobility, but it has really helped celebrate the functionality of your body and that like somatic um, embodiment of the body. And do you want to just talk to us about how it can help de-stress you and what sort of things it can benefit, especially around um, females like the menopause? It's one of the most amazing things for stress management around the menopause. Yeah, I think yoga, I just like, I can't ever even put like words and like how many benefits it has for you. Like the reason I became a teacher was because I went through, like experienced all the benefits yoga brought me. Like I was told, I was told I could have chronic fatigue for like up to eight years, I think it was with after glandular fever. And I was like, Jesus, like I really, (laughs) I was like, no, like no way am I feeling like this for eight years. And you know, one thing that really annoys me about the NHS as well is like, they never really prescribe movement. Yeah like part of your re as like rehabilitation other than like go and see a physio like if if like movement is medicine to me so yeah I started making myself feel better and the benefits it just reconnects you to your body which I think is one of those quite like fluffy terms if you've never really experienced it but it's just bringing you into the present moment which is so good because you spend so much of your life like forward thinking planning stressing about the future or about the past like or making something up that's not happening like that's the majority of where you spend your time so having a practice like yoga where you can just take even if it's just 10 minutes of your day like for yourself on your mat to know you're going to be present and just be you and your body it's literally priceless for your health I think like I really think it should be like (laughs) just everyone should do like 10 minutes a day or as and when you can um yeah and then like as a side that like the, all the side benefits that come from being present is like increased body positivity like yoga can be really hard if you want fat loss or if you want to gain muscle like I'm pretty sure I gained my most muscle when I was just doing yoga in lockdown like every day and eating really well oh my god absolutely and yeah there are people out there who resistance train for the most majority of the year but then spend like eight weeks doing yoga and they hold so much muscle mass and it's great for like you said body awareness yeah yeah awareness of your body like there is so it's also like it kind of can be quite a nice way of releasing like you said stress releasing but also quite emotional like just getting in touch with you like taking a bit of downtime to breathe yeah absolutely like the slower you breathe the longer you live and I really like that because you spend most of your day probably in your fight and flight response like even if you're an office worker sat stationary like if you're stressed mentally you're in that fight and flight and you know your body responds 
would to stress in the same way like it has the same negative impacts whether you're moving or not Mm -hmm. Uh, so I think yeah slowing down the breath which is something that's included in most yoga practices I think even if you just sit on your mat and do like 10 minutes breathing a night like it's super super beneficial for stress reduction um yeah and all things like that and it does help regulate your central nervous system and there is actually a lot of research now around how it can help balance hunger and satiety because Mm -hmm. it's sort of like re-educating the brain into more of a relaxed state and especially with like the gentle movement patterns that we see and that somatic movement, it's that mind body integration. So then you're reconnecting back to your body because a lot of people struggle now to um, recognize hunger and even fullness and the slower movement patterns and that somatic movement has been shown massively in the research to help that. And especially with polycystic ovary syndrome as well and um, menopause. So it is so beneficial. So, okay, say we've got a newbie now who's never done yoga, never done anything like that before. Can you give like four exercises that would be beneficial and how long they should do them? Or like, what would you suggest? For a complete newbie? Hmm. I would say like don't worry about the basics like if you don't have a mat that's fine you don't need one you can use a carpet or living room floor whatever um the best advice I give people but I don't think people really listen enough I wish people listened more is no movement is wrong unless it's causing you pain so like that's the first thing I'll say to people if I'm if when I was teaching classes I'd be like I'm here to like guide you and give you the the kind of ideas but you can move your body in any way that feels good for you. And it's never wrong. As long as you do it equally on both sides of your body and it's not causing you pain, it's not wrong. Like I think people get a bit almost obsessive with yoga. Like my foot needs to be at this angle and my shoulders need to be here. And it's like, actually, no, like if you're moving your body and it feels good, that's your body, that's your intuition telling you keep doing it, you know? So for so four best exercises, I would do cat and cows, which is where you're like... Mm a tabletop position so like on hands and knees just extending and flexing your spine just because for me spinal health is like the number one thing because so many people have back pain and like issues surrounding the spine um second one would be some kind of twist for your spine I love lying down on my back drawing one knee in to my chest and then twisting the knee across my body and letting the opposite arm all fall out. I love how I'm like showing you this on the video. I was just going to say, (laughs) I'm sat here watching Scarlett. So I think actually Scarlett, this could go to a reel. Maybe we should see a reel as well. I hope my words are making sense, but yeah, any kind of twist for your spine, uh, which is literally just like a rotation kind of movement. So that's two. And then the next one would be a lateral movement for your spine. So like a side bend, a standing side bend. Imagine you're a banana, like create a banana shape with your body. I just looked um, at my banana. It's like, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then a really nice one is a forward fold. That's quite easy. Like it's a nice stretch for the whole back line of your body. Most people get tight hamstrings and sore lower back. Um, Can't and resonate. <laughs> it's also an inversion so you're upside down like it has the same benefits of like a handstand or a headstand because your brain is lower than your heart so you're getting like fresh blood flow to the brain which is really nice for oxygenation and all that stuff so yeah those would be my top four but mostly just be intuitive like don't do anything that's painful and if it feels good keep doing it so basically what you mean is 
don't be a perfectionist with it practice mm. perfection <laughs> <laughs> because we nobody can resonate with perfectionism can they Scott? <laughs> not me <laughs> and not me neither and I'm sure nobody listening either but no that sounds fabulous and how long would you recommend mm, like spend up to 60 seconds doing each yeah. um yeah but yoga is so diverse these days like you can get you can get classes where you hold postures for like up to five minutes and then you can get ones that are like go 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 so not yeah. sure about five minutes I'm not sure yeah like it's really really slow but it's really deep so it's like really intense for the body like yin yoga and stuff like that but um yeah any my kind of best advice is any movement is good as long as it's not causing you pain and as long as you balance each side of your body um yeah as long as it feels good keep doing it amazing and yeah do you recommend any sort of breathing with it at all to help uh regulate again and to help slow everything down both psychologically and physically because it's one of those reconnections isn't it back to your body so I was actually gonna make a reel today about there we go per folks she's gonna do it (laughs) but I'll give I'll I'll give it away now (laughs) so um yeah what I like to do is lie on my back one hand on so right hand on belly left hand on heart and then so take a deep breath in through your nose fill up your belly first and then continue that inhale up into your chest so like a big breath in belly first and up into the chest and then let it go through the mouth it's like I call it the resetting breath but it's just making you're like breathing into every cavity you have taking in as much oxygen as you can and then releasing through the mouth and of course when you've got your when you're touching your body you've got your hand on your stomach hand on your heart there's that reconnection isn't there so you're like celebrating your body and being able to feel it through all of your body and mm-hmm. showing privilege and appreciation gratitude to the fact that you can breathe and that you've got the ability to do that and it just slows you down and one of the things that I I saw in the research was about anchoring your feet on the floor whilst doing it now do you recommend sitting down or is it lying down what what is the best way to do with this for for breathing exercises like that I really like lying on my back just because that's when I feel like I get the fullest kind of expansion but yeah a lot of people like doing the grounding with their feet on the floor I love doing everything barefoot like even working out some gyms don't let you I go for it anyway (laughs) yeah me um I yeah I'd recommend doing breathing exercise lying down on your back because the idea is that they sort of relax you like five like even two minutes before bed it doesn't take that long to breathe like yeah that's what I do personally when you're doing a yoga practice like physically it's a bit different like generally they advise you to just breathe in and out through the nose like calm like don't hold the breath or rush it if you do take a rest um but yeah for for that that breathing exercises that breathing exercise and any others that you do I'd recommend lying down just because that's my personal preference okay perfect and it is a very cultivating that pause with some deep breathing is a very mindful approach to your health and it can help just if nothing else gain some clarity on everything that you've got around you and gain some um, focus again back to your body which is brilliant and it's instant as well like it's literally instant like I was recording this reel yesterday and I was recording it for Instagram but then I just lied there and carried on doing it because I was like this is great (laughs) and I actually recommended it to um, a client today who's been struggling with her sleep Mm. and we can 
feel so dysregulated when we are sleep deprived and I just literally said to her like some lying down in bed deep breathing working through that self-fulfilling prophecy I go to bed I can't sleep and then seeing how you feel and when and I don't know if you can um you resonate with this when you talk to people about breathing it's like it sounds too simple yeah (laughs) again it's so powerful but it's it's like you said instant and it's not like the compounding effort that you have to put into like um training or yoga to reap the benefits you have to do that quite like quite frequently it's not like you can do mobility movements for like five minutes and then you're sort of fixed you you've got to keep on keep on top of it um Mm. and same with like resistance training um but like breathing can just literally slow everything down straight away like there's a reason like you know when you're crying or hysterical the first thing someone will say to you is like just take a breath like just breathe it's because it's like it's literally like a little miracle but I think people overwhelm themselves when they think they need to like include a whole breathing practice as well as a training program like everything else like you don't like breathing is meant to be subconscious and it is most of the time and that's great that's really handy but like you can just (laughs) yeah (laughs) minutes seconds like just take a few deep breaths and you will feel like I'm kind of doing it now and you feel instantly calmer um yeah like it slows you down from that fight or flight that I was talking about earlier into the more kind of I get they call it like rest and digest don't they like your relaxed state um and that does really help with sleep like you were saying like it's a great thing to do before sleep because it kind of winds you down um yeah super simple hugely into digestion as well management of your blood glucose and your insulin so absolutely so talk to us about your yoga where can people find you Mm, so I'm based completely online now um I'm I'm so I'm a mobility coach so it's all yoga inspired because that's like my background and what I love but you can find me online my website is www.sankishyoga.co.uk or instagram is sort of my main um main channel at the minute which is sun.kiss.yoga and all the info will be there and people want to work with you they find you best on instagram yeah instagram yeah no one can ever be bothered to go like via the website first so i'd say instagram <laughs> amazing well thank you so much for your time scarlett it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you and i will catch up with you shortly Thank you for having me. See you soon. Bye. Bye.